Welcome to Why Though. We're your hosts, Tiffany Bloom and Ashley Abercrombie. We land somewhere in between Mother Teresa and Biggie Smalls, and we're just wondering, why though? We all have questions, from our existential crisis curiosities to our, hey girl, why your eyebrows look so good though? And we want to tackle all of those questions with you. And welcome back to Why Though. We are so, so, so pumped you are here with us. We have the guests of all guests. We're so excited to have this woman. When Ashley and I set out to do this series, How'd She Do That? Uh, This beautiful woman, Morgan Harper Nichols, was our dream guest, and she is joining us. But before we get there, y'all, I just have to say, I just have to say, can you believe we're halfway through the 2021 I mean, where has the time gone? I can't do it. I don't know if I need to like go analog and get a paper calendar to make myself feel like low and slow and feeling like I'm savoring every moment, but I don't know what it's going to take to feel like you're stopping and slowing down. Ashley, do you feel that way? Do you feel like life is just passing you by at warp speed and you're trying to hang on for dear life? Or is that just me? Is that just me? Yeah. I mean, it's a little bit of both. I think because last year, you know, there were the painfully slow moments of being in quarantine, like March, I felt like lasted six months, and then everything else felt a little faster. But I think because, you know, we're just reentering the world here in California. (laughs) So it's still feeling a little slow to me, like I'm still not you know, gathering with a lot of people or being around a lot of folks. It doesn't feel as fast as like a normal summer. And maybe that's also because I have a newborn and two little kids. <laughs> like time goes slow, yeah. you know, it does not go fast. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when it does go fast, when you have childcare, that's when it goes really fast. <laughs> you have a minute to yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. It's over. Uh, For sure. You know what though? I will say this. <laughs> I found it hard of like, easing back into being with people of like, okay, what's everybody's comfort level or just trying to have a new normal, but still grieve everything that we have collectively and individually lost. I found that difficult Totally. to be like, oh, we finally get to play again and have hang out. But like, you know, it's almost a year and a half of not growing with someone or walking alongside somebody in the flesh. I don't know. It's crazy up in these streets. People, let me tell you about the Miss Morgan Harper Nichols. Now, I have a feeling most of you already know her, but she is an artist, a poet, a musician. Her work is inspired by stories, conversations, and just every day. She is just a boss on the Instagram, and it's like meditation of the day. And she gives you options, people. She's got like 10 slides a day. So that is a, a deep well of ideas and creativity, and we are just so excited to go on her brain today. We're all gonna be so spoiled rotten to hear from her and to just hear more um, beyond what we see and how she became who she became. So everybody give a warm why the welcome to Morgan Harper Nichols. Hey, hey girl, say hello to the people. Hello, hello. Thank you for that warm introduction. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. So Morgan, tell us a little bit beyond the bio, something that people might not know about you that is so you, but maybe doesn't always come out um, in your public work? Oh, I love that question. (laughs) I love to be entertained. I watch a lot of movies. (laughs) I watch a lot of TV. 
I'm really into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> I've seen all of those movies multiple, multiple times and the shows. And yeah, I, I really do. It's interesting because oftentimes when people ask me like, oh, are you watching any shows or movies? I think people might expect, oh, she's an artist. She's probably into like, you know, indie obscure films, which are cool. But <laughs> for whatever reason, like I really love watching like comic book inspired content. And I, I love mm. kids movies too. I have a little one, so that's probably a part of it. But yeah. I just watched Luca like a week ago and wept my eyes out. That movie. It's so good. <laughs> really caught me off guard with how emotional. Mm. I, I, I wasn't expecting that. So yeah, lots of, I, I love to just sit on the weekends and watch TV. So like to me, that is the ultimate self-care and how I get filled up is I really love sitting on the couch, eating some pizza or drinking some coffee and watching TV. I don't know if that's interesting to anyone, but that's just a little it bit of something that you would never find <laughs> in my bio that is a huge part of who I am. So there you go. Okay, girl, we are so into the MCU in this house, in the Bloom house. We just, over the long, we had a really um, high heat, hot weekend, so we stayed indoors. And on Saturday night, we watched Infinity War, and on Sunday, we watched Endgame, as if mm. we haven't watched it a million times, and all yeah. of the shows. So I am just relishing your choice of media simply because I have two little boys, <laughs> but also the shows. I had WandaVision, I was like... Where is all oh, this emotion yeah. coming from? I, I was verklempt. I couldn't even deal. I couldn't deal. It was so good. Yeah, it's, it's, oh, I love that y'all are into it too. And the thing for me, it's, it's actually deeper because I had someone tell me, they're like, oh, I'm just not that into it. And I'm like, I understand. However, I think the thing is we have so few of like types of movies or content out there where they've been creating a storyline over the course of decades. I was like, that's what's really cool. It's just like the commitment to this overarching story. And I don't know, I even think as an artist, like I'm inspired by that, especially when mm -hmm. we have so much, so much of the content that we see, it's just like, it's just there for the moment. And it just really makes me ask, like, what am I willing to work on that like, might not even come into fruition until the next 10 or 20 years. So yeah, I just mm. find that really inspiring. Mm. It is inspiring. Mm. I love TV too. We're a big TV junkies in this house. My husband loves movies. It's like movies are his sport. And that's very unfortunate for him because I'm very bad with movies. I like TV. Mm -hmm. And so currently <laughs> we've landed on Loki. Are you guys watching oh, Loki? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, we my definitely God. Are. I love it. <laughs> it love is it. so love it. good. Okay, so I confess to you that I don't normally enjoy like Marvel movies and superhero things. Like it's not she normally my cup of surprising. tea, but because Loki has just enough, I know, yeah. but it has just <laughs> enough sci-fi. And I love oh, sci-fi yeah. and I love dystopian because I do like to get lost in a world. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, trying to figure out why people think what they think and why they believe what they believe, you know, sci-fi mm -hmm. and dystopian really helps me better understand humans. I know oh, that seems yeah. strange, but that it doesn't does. seem strange to me at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Good. Well, I, I think we would all get along and find some movie or TV show we could watch together yeah, <laughs> based on everything so. you yeah. said. Give us some pizza, <laughs> give us some sweatpants, maybe a couple bottles of wine and some yes. Yes. Also, you guys, why yes. is this so... Why is he so wonderfully complex? I just love, mm -hmm. I know this is ridiculous, but he's my favorite villain. Like, I'm just so fascinated yes. 
with how he processes identity. Maybe this is the adoption mm -hmm. or once orphaned thing in me. I don't know. But it really does. It piques my interest in a way that the other villains don't. Yeah, I love I love a good origin story of a villain. And I think mm -hmm. we're getting more of that just in general. And I, I think it, it shows that and I feel like this is true outside of movies. It's everyone has a backstory and whether their decisions that they make are right or wrong, you can start to see, oh, there's a reason why they ended up yeah. down this path. So, mm. yeah, I find that very fascinating. Mm. All right, so Morgan, I think that the complexity, that's a good a good point, like the depth and the complexity that Tiffany was talking about and that I think that's something you bring to the world. Like one of the reasons that I love your work and love following you is because it never feels like it's, um, it never feels like it's a universal standard over someone. Like what I mm. feel when I follow you is that I am free to be myself and I'm free to mm. accept my own journey and to become the best version of myself. And so I feel like one thing you do so well, and I don't know if this is intentional or not, but from the outside in, it looks like you have stayed very close to the pain and to the needs of everyday people. And your platform has expanded so massive. You know, the series is about how, how'd she do that? Like, how did she become who she is? How does she do what she does? But can you please tell us how you've stayed so close to the pain and to the needs of just everyday people? Like, since the beginning of following you, you've never gotten away from that. Where does that come mm. from? Mm, that's a really good question. Very, very thankful for you saying that because that really is my heart when it comes to what I share is that I, from the, from the very beginning, I felt that I didn't, I, I, one, I should preface by saying this, and I think this is another thing that people may be surprised about me, <laughs> is that um, despite like the number of followers I have, how often I post, I'm actually very intimidated by social media. Mm. It actually overwhelms me. I can't spend that long on any platform without feeling like, okay, I need a break. Um, I did find out this year I was diagnosed with autism and yeah. I think a lot of it has to do with some of the sensory processing things that I deal with as a result of that. So even just like the quick movement of videos and the light and the color, like all that stuff affects me even on a sensory level. So even mm. years before I even knew that I did know that, okay, I like engaging with people in this space, but I can only do so much. And right. I was yeah. like, I'm if I'm going to be here and and I was kind of in a place where I had to figure something out because I was very paycheck to paycheck. I didn't have an impressive resume where I could just go and get another job. And I was like, mm -hmm. OK, the Internet is a tool that if you can share your services or what you create, there are some people out there who are willing to support you. So I was like, I got to figure something out. But I would get so overwhelmed because I would listen to people that I really looked up to and and really hmm. things that I loved and I would see what they were putting out in the world and I, I'm like I can't do that like even something as simple as like just showing your face on Instagram story like that takes me about 45 minutes of mental prep work just to record mm. like a face like to the camera Instagram story so with all that considered I had to really break it down and say okay what can I do and and I knew from my years being in the music industry that I really did love connecting with people one-on-one. -on -one. I just knew that that really did bring me alive. And I love to this day, like I love, like how we're talking now, like just conversations with one or two people. 
So I was like, how can I bring that to social media? And essentially that's, that is how I started and I've been able to sustain it. I, I can honestly say that I'm pretty proud of myself for, even though, I mean, I do have moments like everyone where I'm like, oh, should I be doing this? Should I be doing that? I am grateful that I, I've been able to stay true to like, okay, this is what I feel called to do in this space. I can't do everything, <laughs> but I'm right. going to focus on this and I'm going to try to do it well and try to do it in the best way that I can. And then if it changes in the future, it changes in the future. But yeah, for over the past few years, I've just felt, I've, I do feel very at home and just really creating for one person at a time. I mean, that's still just mm. the core of what I do. And, and that's what I think about before I post anything. I love that so much. And I'm so grateful that you're beginning to share more about your journey because one of my best friends is on the spectrum. And, you know, mm. another dear friend this last year was diagnosed with ADHD. Mm -hmm. And so I was literally furiously searching iTunes, like furiously, <laughs> just trying to learn more and better understand. My friend who um, has known she's on the spectrum for a lot of years, but I think mm -hmm. she's just talked about it more in the last couple of years and opened up more about that. And so I was literally searching on iTunes, just trying to find like some help to better understand my friends. And I came across your podcast, which I didn't mm. even know you had a podcast. And so I listened to your episode where you first began to share about the diagnosis and what relief that brought to you and how that affected you to know these things. And ah, like what led you to open up about that? And I love that you shared just that it takes 45 minutes for you to get on stories. I think that's just mm -hmm. a relief to so many people in general that it's like, yeah. it's not that yeah. natural to get on and just start talking about yourself. Like it, it, yeah. it actually isn't, <laughs> even for people who do it pretty often. Like mm -hmm. it does not come natural. I'm introverted. Like I don't have to psych myself up for 45 minutes, but it takes me a while to feel mm -hmm. confident and to feel open. Even after all these years of being in front of people, it still is just not a natural thing. So what led you to kind of talk about all of this? Yeah, I, you know, I love what you just said about like, how, you know, me saying that could be a relief to others. And honestly, that is the reason why I shared it was because right. I, I knew by the time I did get my diagnosis, it was just, it was such a moment of relief, but it was also a process of grief for all the years that I didn't know, all the years mm. that I, that I blamed myself for things that were out of my control, that I would just question myself or, or push myself way too hard in areas that, um, like even just something like, just feeling like, oh, I've got to respond to every text or email right away. Like just all these little things that would just take so much out of me. And I I mean, yeah, I, <laughs> the list is very long, sadly, of, of mm. things that I really put it on myself to say, you got to figure this out. You're an adult, like get yourself together. Right. And, you know, all those years I, I struggled. It, it led to a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety. And by the time I got my diagnosis, I really was just at a place of like, you know, if I can just help someone else suffer a little less, then I yeah. know that it's worth it. And the very first place that I talked about my uh, diagnosis was actually on my blog, like just my old fashioned blog that probably mm. barely anybody looks at. <laughs> but the reason <laughs> why I did that was because I was like, as much as I love social media, it's not the most searchable. I was like, I'm, I'm uploading this for the person, I'm posting this on my old fashioned blog for the person who might be Googling five years from now, 
looking mm-hmm. for a story of of a, a black autistic woman and 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 mm-hmm. talking about her her experiences i was like i'm uploading it for that person and so that was actually where i started and then I just started, I just, I didn't have a plan or anything. It was just kind of word vomit. Like, here's just (laughs) everything that comes to mind. If any of it is helpful, here you go. And I spent the next, I've kind of lost track of how long it was, but it it felt like a while. I had to at least have been two hours of me trying to narrow it down to an Instagram post (laughs) to get it down to 2,200 characters. (laughs) <laughs> and it was just by the time I got to that point, I was just so kind of like emotionally spent <laughs> that I was just like, whatever happens, happens. But yeah, I just really wanted to share it for that for that one person out there. And Im- immediately after sharing it, I was very quickly s- reminded and shown that it's more than one people, <laughs> more than one person yes. out there who who just um, yeah. needed to, needed encouragement or just affirmation around even other diagnoses, like that yeah. people are yeah. having a struggle getting the diagnosis or they're afraid to even ask questions because they're afraid that, you know, a professional is going to shoot them down. Um, so, yeah, it was it was very ended up being very liberating. But, yeah, it was it was definitely to answer your question. It was just definitely motivated by, you know, if, if I can just help one person. Hmm. That's beautiful. I want to circle back. Uh, you talked about the music industry. You've talked about uh, living paycheck to paycheck. So take us back and, and tell us, because uh, some of your story has come out of necessity, mm-hmm. which is really powerful all on its mm-hmm. own. So kind of take yeah. us back. You're in the music industry. Maybe things aren't going the way you wanted to. And how did it lead to what you're doing now? Deals with anthropology and all the, and the beautiful art that's hanging on everyone's walls across the world. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of give us a little reader's digest. Yes, yes. So I had a very fortunate opportunity that when um, when I graduated from college, I got a job right away. And I loved my job. I was working at the college that I graduated from. However, uh, the position that I had, I was, a mission, I was an admission counselor, was moving to a different part of the state because the school was expanding. And I couldn't go with it. I was newly married and <laughs> my husband and I were just like, what are we going to do? <laughs> and he was he was still in school and working at the Polo Factory Ralph Lauren store. And my job was supposed to be like, okay, at least we got that figured out. Like, you've got like a salary job while he's in school. Well, that fell apart. And I was very fortunate, again, that I have a younger sister who was in the music industry full time at the mm. point when I was like, well, what am I doing? So me and my husband actually just went on the road with my sister and we did that for about four or five years and just oh, working wow. odd jobs. Like I did everything from background vocals, like not only on my sister's stuff, but on other people's projects. Wow. And then I ended up getting a songwriting deal. Then I ended up getting a record deal, which all those things, if you know nothing, you know, if you're outside the music industry, it's like, whoa, that's exciting. It is. However, right. um, it, it two things happening at once it's exciting but financially it's very hard to like you have to work a lot of different jobs to be especially yeah. if you're just starting out like if you just get one of these deals it's exciting but it, it is still very stressful because it requires a lot of time but you also have to kind of work in a lot of different areas um and that's not everyone's experience but that was my experience um and it just got to a point after so many years of that 
I'm like, I don't know how much longer I can sustain this. Right. <laughs> I'm like, I'm meeting cool people. Um, I mean, I've been to almost all 50 states, I think, except for two or maybe three. I've seen all kinds of places. I have all these amazing experiences. But it's like rent's due next week. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. So it was just this really, I ended up in a really interesting spot because now I had this fun, creative looking resume where I had done all these things, but that's not, I mean, at least for me, there wasn't like anybody just looking to hire, you know, oh, this musician who's been on the road for five years, like, it's like, what am I going to do? So I just started experimenting and me and my husband, we moved, we moved from Nashville to Dallas, Texas. And we just camped out there essentially and we were like let's just try stuff and eventually we'll figure stuff something out and i did everything that year this is in 2016 i i signed up for the website fiverr where you can hire yes. people to, and i did i designed logos for people my first logo was a baseball logo for somebody and <laughs> i mean i'm like learning in real time like how to work photoshop illustrator all that stuff i was just like i gotta figure something out and by the time i reached the end of that year i was kind of burnt out because i was just trying all these different things and and i did have some good moments come out of it because during all those years in music i learned a lot about social media and just how to engage with an audience and different things like that so i had i had some skills you know but they just weren't like no one was like, okay, yeah, I just want to hire you in this big way. So by the time I reached that end of that year, I just felt so burnt out, so tired, so weary, just feeling like I had given my all and had nothing to show for it. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just broke down one night. I broke down one night, just started crying. And this was in November of that year. And I wrote a poem about kind of that experience and I I wrote a poem about that experience without talking about the experience and that's the poem that ended up getting repinned on Pinterest over a hundred thousand times wow (laughs) and that was kind of the the catalyst for everything and from there it was just okay there's something here and it took me a while to see it as something beyond what I was doing at my kitchen table (laughs) at that point. But it was, it was like, okay, there's something to that. I'm like, this is the most, I think anyone has ever shared anything that I've done. Um, And I think people are connecting with that message. And and it really was the DMs that I was receiving from people that were reading this poem that it was like, okay, like there's something here. And the poem wasn't, the most I don't I personally don't think it's like the most profound thing I've ever written or the best poem ever Hmm. but it was just it was vulnerable it was honest it was talking about feeling like a failure and how you're still wrapped in grace and I was like all right that's something that that's a message that I can get behind and I'll just talk about that and yeah that's really just kind of where I started and for whatever reason, I guess just because by that point I had traveled a lot, I had done all these things. I was like, I'm just going to simplify and I'm just going to focus on this one thing, just sharing <laughs> this message of grace through art in whatever way I know how, even though I'm, I'm not trained, I didn't go to school for this. 
And it was through that that slowly but surely the DMs that started coming in, some of them were brands. <laughs> and they were like, we'd like to work with you. And I'm like, are you sure? What do you mean? And I still remember <laughs> the very first collaboration that ended up leading to anthropology and a lot of the really big retail things that I've done was actually through, uh, they're called Fringe Studio. And we, they, they, I was living in California at the time and they were in California as well. And they <laughs> had gone through my Instagram like, and, and found art that I had created and created like mock-ups of journals and planners. Wow. I had, I had never thought, they were like, here's what we could do. Wow. I was like, I never, I, I can't take credit for that. <laughs> I did not think of that as a possibility <laughs> at all. So it was during that time that I was like, okay, maybe there is some more that I can do with this. But um, yeah, as cliche as it sounds, it really did start from just kind of gradually putting it out there more and more. Oh my goodness, that's beautiful. Uh, I love just the scrappy nature of it all of, as I said, just that necessity and thinking, okay, what am I doing next? And in your vulnerability, again, not sharing the details, but still sharing that human experience mm -hmm. with the world that everybody could relate to, which is what you do every day on Instagram yeah. and, and the other platforms that you're on. Mm -hmm. um, it's just beautiful that that was the catalyst. Your humanity, your honesty about your humanity was the catalyst to open up this wide, wide door in this expansive world that you now live. I mean, just how glorious is that? I, I just have to stop and just smile at just how beautiful that your vulnerability made way for who and what you're doing today. Yeah. And also, I'm really struck by, you know, I always think that lack really creates an opportunity for innovation. And it gives it gives way for creativity. You know, when you get to the end of yourself and you're like, I do not know what to do now. <laughs> you know, we yeah. either have to spiral in some type of unhelpful or unharmful habit or addiction, which believe me, I've done. Or the other end of the spectrum is to think to yourself, what can I do next to create life? And mm. I find it so beautiful that out of your lack, you created so much life and not just for yourself, but for so many other people. And I also feel like there's a whole podcast to be said on, you know, what people think is lucrative that actually isn't, whether it's mm -hmm. the music industry or the yeah. publishing industry, you know, like very, mm -hmm. you think, oh, somebody <laughs> has a publishing deal or they have a record deal. They have yeah. money. It's like, they don't actually. Yeah. You know, like, so yeah. that's a whole thing too, that you could actually be doing a lot of really remarkable things in the world and still not be able to pay bills. Yes. And it's just, wow. I mean, it's just so beautiful. I watched this great YouTube video recently where this gal is teaching people a bunch of social media tips. And that's one of the things she says. She's like, do you want to be a broke content creator for the rest of your life? Or would you yeah. actually like to figure out a way forward? And so I appreciate the way that you pioneered a way forward. And it sounds like every mm. honest step that you took just created way for people to want to partner with you. And it makes perfect sense to me because yeah. your work is yeah. spectacular. I mean, mm. genuinely spectacular and life giving. It's a, it's a well on the internet and it is not easy to find a well on the internet. Wow. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> thank you for saying that. And, and it's so, you know, even using the word well, that I feel like that's such a meaningful metaphor for me because it's like, you know, a well is not responsible for holding all of the water on like ever. Mm, <laughs> it's just like mm. this is the designated space that is maintained and cultivated for water in this spot. And 
that's what I, and I mean, at least that's my, I, I don't like live on a farm or anything. I don't know all the details <laughs> of how exactly wells work. But the little that I do know, I'm just like, yeah, that's what, that's what I want. I'm like, I'm not going to be able mm. to be everything to everybody. Like, right. there's plenty of people, and they do. There's plenty of people who look at my stuff and say, this is cheesy, or I don't like it, or it's not right for me. And I'm like, it's okay. Like, that's fine. I I cannot make something for everyone. Right. Um, I actually remember right. this <laughs> one time I had I had this guy on Twitter. I mean, I feel like if you start a sentence with a guy on Twitter, like it's it's yeah, it could gone. go anywhere. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, like uh oh, go anywhere. <laughs> but um, yeah, he was just he was just like just really going in criticizing my work and how much he didn't like it. And I just remember looking at it and I, I didn't even get defensive because I was like, yeah, mm. I, the piece that he was talking about the most that he just despised, I was like, I literally wrote that for a middle school girl. I was like, it's literally mm. not for you. <laughs> I'm right. like, it's, it's okay. Like, there's no way that we can possibly connect with every single person. But it's like, you can find those people that you can connect with. And yeah, that's really hard to do online because you kind of have mm -hmm. access to so many different channels and so many different things going on. But yeah, I just I just wanted to say that the, the image of the well, I think is just really important. Yeah, it really is. Thank you for sharing that. Tell, yeah, that's beautiful. Tell us about your muse. What inspires you? Hmm. Mm, I love to read. I love, love, love to read. And I have a lot of books in my house and I don't, I rarely ever, I don't know, this might, this might get me in trouble with a purist, but this is just Probably me. Probably not. <laughs> I do not read books cover to cover. Like I just don't, right. I, I'm like, if I were, I mean, I'm like, I'm a parent of a toddler. I am a small business owner. I don't, I don't have time to read like mm -hmm. I want to. So a lot of times, like literally I started this morning this way. I go over to my bookshelf. I pick up a book. I flip through it. I say, I'm going to read this section. And I just sit there and I read the section. I just feel mm -hmm. like books, whether it's poetry, nonfiction, you know, kind of like personal development or whether it's an autobiography, there is something about for me the the person who took the time to put their experiences and pains and struggles to words like that is very hard to do like yeah. <laughs> it's very hard to get a good sentence together and then another good sentence and then another one <laughs> and i feel like the more i write books the more i gain an appreciation for all the books that i love and um, you know, I get a lot of questions about how do you find, you know, how do I, how do you write all these quotes? Like Morgan, how do you, I'm like, there, it's exactly that. It's a quote of a longer thing. I'm like, all quotes are that <laughs> it's like, we, right. we see these pithy, clever quotes, but it's like, they're actually a part of like a larger project where someone sit, sat down in some cases for years and carved this together. And then eventually we get this one sentence that everyone remembers. So yeah, I spend a lot of time reading. <laughs> I really do love reading. And then I just, I love art. Like I love, I have so many Pinterest boards just filled with art and I just <laughs> scroll through them. I look at colors, I look at textures. 
Um, so yeah, I guess in some ways it's just taking in the world around me. And those are two of my favorite ways. I'm also a, I'm a chronic eavesdropper. Like I try not to be, (laughs) but I am. And I just, I just remember whether it's like funny, like there's this, like, I don't know why I'm telling this story, but a few weeks ago I was leaving a restaurant and it was a family walking kind of like across the way. I wasn't even near them, but I was close enough to hear them. And the dad is like walking behind his family. And he just like yells to the rest of the family. And he goes, okay, other than garlic bread, what do we need from Trader Joe's? <laughs> they all just ignored him <laughs> and just darted off to Trader Joe's. And I laughed so hard. Like, I'm like, I don't know these people. I'm not a part of this conversation. <laughs> but it just it just stood out to me forever. And like kind of a, another moment I I had like that not too long ago. It was someone else who was sitting outside of a restaurant and I walked by and they said to the other person they were sitting with, they're like, yeah, but what if I just mess it all up? And I have no idea what they were talking mm. about. But like that hit me in my gut because I'm like, oh, I have felt mm. that. And and I write from that emotion. Mm. Like I, I write from that. Like I'm like, for me, I'm like, whether it was funny or whether it was serious, if I noticed it, if I remembered it, like I sit with it, whether it just makes me laugh or it's something that I end up writing about. So I could talk about inspiration forever, but the last thing I'll say (laughs) is I was doing some research not too long ago on the word inspiration, and I found that it's also a medical term for inhaling, like inhalation, Mm. inspiration. Oh, wow. Inspiration really is just inhaling for me. Like, it's just taking in and then once you've taken in enough then you exhale and that's where you create so yeah I guess that's sort of how I feel about inspiration just whatever you're sensitive towards like whatever you kind of pick up on just just take in take in all day and then eventually you get to that point where you're ready to exhale and make something so yeah oh that's so beautiful one of my writing teachers um you know, said to me, the the work of a writer is just paying attention. Like you were just mm-hmm. supposed to walk around the world mm-hmm. paying attention. Mm-hmm. And from that, you can discover what people's needs are, what their pain points are, what they laugh about, what makes them cry, like what makes them angry. Like you just mm-hmm. pay attention. And I think Mary Oliver says that too. Yes, yes. You, right? Yes. Like that's, that's basically <laughs> yes. just your job in life is to pay mm-hmm. attention. And yep. it's so beautiful because you do that so well. And we are so thankful to have a couple of minutes with you and to um, talk to our, have our listeners be able to glean from your wonderful wisdom. Is there any kind of encouragement that you'd like to leave people with today? Mm. Yeah, I, I would say, you know, you are, you are unique. It may not always feel that way, but there is a unique way that you see the world that is worth getting to know and paying attention to. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite examples of that I always think about, like if you have siblings, if you grew up with siblings, you all could have had the same, like lived in the same house or had the same experience, but you tell the story differently than how your sibling tells it. Right. And that's because you pick up on different sensitivities, different things, and that is what makes you unique. And that's worth sharing with other people. Like we need that. So whether you're just really fascinated by like ingredients like literally cooking food and you're just that person who spends all the time focusing on ingredients or or the way certain people say certain things or something that's happening you know in the country that you're from like 
lean into that. Like that is, that's a calling. <laughs> like mm. pay attention to that, nurture that, share that with others. And that's that's just a really unique and special way to contribute to the world. And, and it helps encourage others to share their story too. So, yeah. Oh, so beautiful. Morgan, thank you for your powerful encouragement. And guys, today we're going to be linking to everything, every place you can find Morgan, every book she's ever written. We are super stalkers and Tiffany is the president <laughs> of her fan club. And so because of that, we are going to have everything linked in the show notes so that you guys can access Morgan if you're not already following along with her journey. But she will be a blessing to you and truly is a well on the internet. Morgan, thank you for your time. It's been a pleasure to have you on Why Though. Oh, it really has been such a joy to have this conversation. I, I, feel, I know it's a podcast, but I feel like I talked way too much. So hopefully, uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> hopefully it's okay. But you all just created such a beautiful space. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you. No, we trust we would mm. listen for several more hours. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll see you guys You're right back kind. here. You're too kind. Yes. It's true. Well, we can't <laughs> wait to see you guys next week. We'll um, carry on with our How'd She Do That series. Have a great week, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, listeners. Remember to subscribe and comment. It helps others to find the show. To learn more about Tiffany's writing, speaking, or books, visit TiffanyBloom.com. To learn more about Ashley's writing, speaking, or books, visit AshAbercrombie.org. See you next week.